from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. back now and look at that preferred name that we talked about in the, in the previous section. The preferred name for a person in RDA is the form most commonly found. That's nothing new. Nothing new but good news because, uh, and nothing new and good news because <laughs> remember from ACR2 and the LCRIs where we had to struggle with that old 80% LCRI caused a lot of people a lot of trouble. Well, we got rid of it. I mean, we didn't Eventually. have it. Eventually. But, but still, you know, RDA is, is making things a lot simpler when it comes to choosing by, by suggesting that the form most commonly known can be, is generally used as the preferred name. Um, another difference in RDA, and you might not, it's sort of a philosophical difference. You're not necessarily going to notice it too much when you're looking at an authorized access point is that words that indicate relationships such as junior or the third senior are now considered part of the preferred name, not just an addition. In AACR2, we would add those elements as additions in the case of conflict, but in RDA, we will automatically include them as part of the preferred name. So you may be seeing more juniors, seniors, thirds, fourths, et cetera, in the name authority file under, under RDA. Mm, well, that means the base name will now no longer be exclusively in the A subfield like it used to be. Correct, correct. And that's the philosophical change. The, the mark in superimposition on RDA will end up with a subfield C for a relationship term being considered as well as subfield A as part of the name itself. For variant spellings of a name, we, we uh, RDA advises you to choose the form found on the first resource received. So very simple rules, um, much less complex than AACR2 would be. And as you know, I mean, NACO work for personal names if when you took that long five-day NACO training, you know, the personal name section and the corporate name section were the two big ones. And unfortunately, under RDA, I, I, I see a lot of simplification, and that, that's good news for me as a trainer, and I think <laughs> it's good news to all of you as, as uh, authorities catalogers. So um, continuing on with the preferred name, we'll see that different names for the same person, we have a specific uh, instruction in RDA on that, and changes of name, and, and really no different from AACR2 there. The approach, yeah. The it's approach very much is, the same. is identical. But here's a change. If a person has more than one identity, a preferred name for each identity is established. Fine. Okay, I'll agree that that's like a seer. What are we talking about here? These these are let's say pseudonyms. So we have an author under using two identities, and maybe um, we could consider one a pseudonym, one not. But it depends. You're writing under different topics using different names. We still will set up two authority records for that person. But a big simplification here is that unlike AACR2, where we first had to decide the time period of that person. Was that person considered a contemporary or a non-contemporary? The rules were different on what we did when we set up authority uh, records for that person. Under RDA, we do not take the time period restrictions into account. So a person using two identities will have two authority records, three identities, three, et cetera. No different in that way from AACR2. Hmm, that'll make it easier to do. 
So I've been focusing on similarity, similarities, at least trying to, but, but let me come back to that one change in the preferred name in RDA, and that's that the term of address is considered part of the name and not, as an, not an addition. So Dr. Seuss, Mrs. Davis Maxwell, Cousin Sam, these are all considered preferred names. These are not additions to the preferred name, but rather the, name, the preferred name itself. So now we've come up with our preferred name, or at least I've given you instructions on how to identify the preferred name. Fortunately, on all the slides that you have, the rule, the, sorry, there, there's another grammar slip on my part. We're, they're not rules in the ACR2, they're instruction sheets, or instructions in RDA. In RDA. Thank you. So we go, <laughs> go to the instructions in RDA to find out exactly how to, to, to come up with the preferred name. But now we're going to look at additions that might be added to that preferred name. And here, in priority order, are those additions. The title of a person or other designation associated with the person, a date associated with the person. And let's stop for a minute and talk about date, because here's something where RDA does diverge from AACR2. A date of birth, if available, will be added to a preferred name in creating the authorized access point, a date of death as well. Period of activity may be added to, an, to create an authorized access point. If you have probable dates, we have guidelines noted on this slide for you to look at. But here's the difference. In RDA, we do not use abbreviations. So if you're used to seeing B period with a year meaning someone was born, D period followed by a year, a year in which someone died. This, these would have been in the subfield D of the authorized access or the heading in AACR2. We will no longer be using those abbreviations. You will see born or died. On top of that, the LCPS on adding dates to names of persons is, is telling LC catalogers in place of using born or died to use hyphens. So if you have a birth year of a person and no death year, you'll have the birth year with the hyphen. If you have a death year with no birth year, you'll have in the subfield D a hyphen followed by the death year. So this is, this is something you will see in LC records. The PCC has not made a decision on whether it will follow LC's policy on this. So PCC records right now in RDA will be coming in with, with born and died, but no B or D. That's, that's gone under RDA. And on the next slide, you'll see a, sort of a continuation of the lack of abbreviations. All those former uh, words that we abbreviated in the subfield D of an authority record now are spelled out. So and some have been replaced as well. And some, correct, some have been replaced. CENT becomes century, approximately, uh, CA becomes approximately, et cetera, et cetera. You can, you can see instead of flourished, LC is using active. So, so this is an area where you really do need to do a little bit of, of uh, reading and study. The next section, the next addition that we could make to a preferred name to create an authorized access point is the fuller form of name. So we know about fuller forms of name from AACR2. Here's the twist in RDA that um, is in flux, and I want you all to be aware of this and follow it. And we, we sort of colloquially refer to this as the, uh, the Elvis Presley rule. RDA in the instruction itself on fuller form of name includes elements that are not already represented in the preferred name in an, in an abbreviated form as candidates for that fuller form. 
In AACR2, such an addition would only have been used in the case of conflict, but RDA is saying in its instruction that it can be added in, in it's probably a very um, wise decision to, to um, follow, uh, at least follow what LC, the LC's decision was. I can see the reasoning behind that. But um, now we can look at another, um, a new area. I mean, the fuller form of name is something you know about. We're applying it slightly differently under RDA. But in RDA now, we are allowed to include a profession or occupation or a field of activity for a person. And this is wonderful because this can be used to break a conflict. And through all the NACO training I've done over the years, this is one area where I've heard lots of complaints. Why can't you add information like this, if available, to break a conflict so that you do not need to create an undifferentiated name authority record? And, and the AACR2 rules and the accompanying LCRIs would not allow you to do this. I know people wanted to, but they weren't allowed to. But now, under RDA, you can do this. So, so this means that perhaps there will be fewer undifferentiated name authority records created under RDA, but there is a misconception circulating around that RDA does not allow undifferentiated name authority records. But as Melanie said in the previous section, the previous module, that's, that's just not true. It identifies an undifferentiated personal name and recognizes that it's going to happen. So, so that is in RDA, but I think you might see less of them for persons because of the the possibility of adding a profession or an occupation or field of activity to break a conflict. Another thing that's new about this um, addition of profession, occupation, etc., is that it will always be in subfield C and always contained within parentheses. That's a simplification that I really appreciate. Right. We know that uh, we've had different practices for coding a subfield C, either in parentheses with a capital letter or sometimes followed, uh, preceded by a comma with a lowercase letter. And it depended on whether the cataloger made the addition or whether it was considered an addition to the name. So it, it was a... Um, it was a hassle. It was a hassle. <laughs> and and under, a, under RDA, fortunately, we don't need to be too concerned about that. So uh, I call those the big six <laughs> in RDA. After we discovered what the preferred name was, we looked at six possible additions. Now let's go back and look at those new mark fields in, that were des described in the mark authority format for RDA and for uh, AACR2 records as well, and see where we will code some of that information in the authority record, remembering that we are creating a unique identifier for the person and not simply a, a one unique authorized access point. Melanie did all the hard work on this one, so I don't need to spend too much time. But on this slide, you'll see we have the 046 for dates, 370 for associated place, 371 address, 372 for field of activity, 373 for associated group, which is a new, it's a redefinition of affiliation, and then 374 for occupation. Now, at the end of some of these, you'll see in parentheses, not in 1XX. And what I mean here or what is meant here, actually, is that the, the attribute described in that bullet cannot be used in the authorized access point. It certainly has a use in the unique identifier for the person in, in the authority record, but it cannot be used in the authorized access point. On the next slide, you'll see a, a several more. Again, Melanie did discuss them in great detail. Gender, 
associated language, and fuller form of personal name. And as Melanie did say, that one's not quite implemented. We're expecting that to be fully implemented. It's approved by Morby, but will not be fully implemented until probably this summer, summer of uh, uh, 2012. Thank <laughs> you. Speaking of dates, right? <laughs> gotta keep my date, dates straight. Okay, so I think maybe this is a good point to take a little break. I mean, I'm, I'm aware that chapter nine is a big one, and for NACO, it's a big chapter. So I think 